a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the restricted section in which I am breaking up with Harry Potter. And it's the one breakup in my life that I have been the most stoned for, even including Joey. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry. I did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 18, Birthday Surprises, in which the surprise is that Ron almost dies. (laughs) I'm your host, Christina. My co-host is totally in love with me, and I didn't even make a love potion. Grace, say hello to the listeners, Grace. Hello to the listeners, and hello to the love of my life. How are you? I'm doing great. How the hell are you doing, babe? I'm doing great. Doing great? You look Mm -hmm. like you... Actually, in your current outfit, you look like a stagehand. Ooh, fun. She has the big headphones and a black t-shirt. It's going to need to be long sleeve, though, because you're pale and we'll still be able to see the reflection. That's true. I'll just like hunch (laughs) down in the Zoom window. So (laughs) I create an illusion here. When when was the last time you were on the show, Grace? Oh, forever ago. I have no idea. Control F Grace. Um, And that's that. And that. Oh, that's today. Okay, great. Well, the last time you were on the show was, um, well, we did do the It's Art and It's Stupid episode where Zach did most of the talking. Was bonus <laughs> I was show. there. You, you were might there. not remember me, but I was I'm, there. <laughs> I'm deflecting to Zach because I also talked quite a bit. Um, and Grace kept being like, yeah. You guys are right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are making some great points. Um, but the last time you were on the show was fucking the beginning of July, Spinner's End with the Wildlings. That oh my was so gosh. long ago. That was, yeah, so long ago. So happy to be back. Yeah, we missed you. I missed you guys. And our special guest today usually sleeps late on Wednesdays, but he's here. Michael Boothby, back again. Say hello to the listeners, Michael. What's up, everyone? How's how's everyone doing? We're doing good. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's like... I. Did I see you yesterday or like the day before yesterday? It's like yeah. when you, you record podcasts with your friends, you're like, oh, my God, how have you been? It's like this is the third time I've spoken to you in the last two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got some hot pot. Oh, I love hot pot. Oh, yeah. For Haley's birthday, we did get hot pot. I said that in the last episode that we were going to. So here's the follow through. We did. <laughs> and it and was it amazing. Was good. So good. We drank some sake and mm-hmm. some soju and mm, so good. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. <laughs> and yeah well and um Haley's fucking toga birthday party got delayed a full week because um everyone got sick at my Halloween party <laughs> boo party too hard at Halloween destroyed Haley's birthday <laughs> <laughs> no so she's funny. um she's her spirits are good and yesterday during when her birthday party was supposed to be we went out for margaritas so I didn't I didn't let her sit, sit around mourning <laughs> So now we can all get sick again at Haley's birthday. (laughs) Just kidding. It's out of all of our systems now. Grace, I actually brought you here because it's your fucking birthday. Oh, yeah. So true. Oh, yeah. Grace's Mm -hmm. birthday is November 20th. Scorpio season, baby. Ooh. I know. Did you guys, can you guys believe that Grace is a Scorpio? That's actually 
surprising, is it surprising? To, me. <laughs> to me it is yeah we um when we last time we saw each other incidentally also over margaritas that's probably not the last time we saw each other but we no because it was like four months ago <laughs> <laughs> but at little mexico remember we, we you me Mary, and mary payton were doing our whole like star charts yes and so we were talking about your rising and your moon sign which i don't what remember are, do, what do they you are know? but they like really explained it I have no idea. Oh, you don't I remember? I retain nothing. I retain nothing. Yeah, I we I can't remember which is which. I think I'm, I think I'm a Scorpio Moon and a Sagittarius Rising, which really I think really makes me make sense. Yeah, I it's honestly because honestly to me, I feel like more of a Scorpio than Grace is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I would like agree that spice. With that. Here's the thing that's yeah. funny is like, well, maybe this doesn't make sense, but I was a premature baby, mm-hmm. so I was like supposed to be born in like January. You were destined to be a Capricorn or a Pisces or Aquarius. I think Aquarius yeah. comes before Pisces. I don't know if that makes a difference. Probably not. But see, I was supposed I, think to, I was supposed to be born in August, but was born in May. So oh yeah, because both of y'all are twins. Are yeah. twins yes, always yes, yes. born early? It is more it's, common. It's common. more common. Yeah. Yeah. There's more. More. More can go wrong when there's there's two babies sure. yes it's <laughs> like get of me one. out of here honestly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like i'm already fighting with my siblings so much i, I gotta get out of here mom get get her yeah. away from me <laughs> this is so actually you, the twins episode it is yeah and oh my god that's so funny michael because you could have been a leo right and that mm. sounds exactly right yeah <laughs> I, but yeah are I, you a taurus me yeah no, no I, you're a gemini you're here's a the thing gemini. i'm a gemini double sag mm. So that, my okay. moon is Sagittarius Whoa, and my rising. Okay. And that, okay, and that is funny and it makes sense. The Gemini thing makes sense to me. The Leo thing also makes sense to me. And the Sagittarius, I forget what Sagittarius is. Wow, guys, welcome to Harry Potter and Horoscope. It's, it's now it's now an astrology podcast. <laughs> we did we did a Houses and Horoscopes bonus episode. Like, oh, yeah? It have been like fucking like five years ago. The podcast hasn't even been running for that long. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we did ho- Houses and Horoscopes. That was fucking June 2021 that we did that. Wow. We were so young then. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. I, I saw a Facebook flashback um, the other day. It popped up. And it was like the movie poster for Fantastic Beasts, the first one before it came out. And I had reposted it. And I was like, I'm so fucking excited. I can't believe this is happening. And I was like, oh, you poor sweet child. <laughs> she knows oh. not what she says. You know, I, I don't I don't think I've seen any of the Fantastic Beast movies. I think the first one's fun. Yeah. Is it kind of just go downhill from there? Oh, God, yeah. And, like, I do have our compl- – the podcast yeah. <laughs> has its complaints mm. also in the form of a bonus episode, although mm. I do think I released that on the main feed. Um, I think it was me, Andrew, and Brooke, and I think at the end we were like, it's a movie. Good to look at. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. It's always a shame, though, especially for, for something like that where it's, like, not the main – story it's like a thing in the story it's like here's an opportunity yeah. to flesh out this world and make some cool characters and instead it's like ah we'll get we're gonna be done we'll get johnny depp <laughs> we'll throw an a uh, we'll throw an a-lister in it and and, and, and we'll call it a life <laughs> and we'll confuse everyone <laughs> oh like my honestly gosh. it's for the best because that was slated to be a five film series really and they they canceled it the, the last two because it was so bad and like honestly that's good because we like don't want new harry potter content coming out yeah 
For the but best. for me, what yeah. I really hold on to from the Fantastic Beast movie, like the thing that to me is like the most meaningful and important that I like carry with me is how deeply, deeply, deeply fucking sexy Colin Farrell is. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's so hot in that movie. I don't know what it is. It's like, I think he does some alleyway, like throwing people up against walls. And I'm like, yes, please, <laughs> daddy. I'm, uh-oh, I've done something wrong. <laughs> That's so funny. God. Oh so my hot. Gosh. Um, Speaking of birthday surprises. <laughs> <laughs> well, before before we move into the podcast, I do want to remind you guys that this is now my second favorite. No, no. Wait, I have way more podcasts than that. This is now my third favorite podcast <laughs> that I run. Wow. <laughs> I have a new podcast, Burn Before Reading. I've been talking about it for a long time. Um, I think this is like my third or fourth consecutive week plugging it, but... If you're listening to this, that's awesome. I love you so much. <laughs> Consider also listening to Burn Before Reading. Woohoo! That's how yeah. we say it in the intro. <laughs> I want to burn some some shit that I've written. <laughs> 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 I've got a lot of shit that needs to be burnt before reading. <laughs> yeah, listeners, we'll be recording with Michael uh, with some of his work soon. I'm so really you can excited. hear his dulcet tones over on Burn Before Reading. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and- I wanted to order some custom lighters that said Ooh. burn before reading, but they're fucking expensive. Are they really? It was like $120 for 30 lighters. Oof. What? I know. They're Bic. I'm sure I could find some really cheapy knockoffs that aren't Bic brands that are much cheaper. But, but, but can you but trust them? You as know? a stoner, I don't want to be distributing non-Bic lighters. They're not as good. Can't, mm-hmm. can't trust it. It's they're gonna People are going to be like, they don't even know how to burn stuff with this fucking crack lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's wildly I wonder, expensive, though. I wonder yeah. what those are called. Crack lighters. Crack lighters. I'm sure that's like a just a different. Hey, hey man, can like I get a crack lighter? Yeah. Give me that crack lighter. No, like no, not a big man. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't waste a bick on this crack. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so stupid. Um, it's like bring out the the good silverware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, no, this doesn't warrant a Bic lighter. You have like your fancy lighters <laughs> sitting behind glass with your fancy um, bongs. Yeah. That's real, like um, like a nice Zippo. I've always wanted a nice Zippo, but like I just lose lighters and I'm like, I don't uh, know if I should be given like a nice Zippo. Oh my gosh. No, Tina, I, I just like had a vision of you as an old woman, like with, with that like beautiful ornate glass, but it's just full of all of the amazing bongs. Like like rare these rare bongs you've gathered over your life. That's my dream. Honestly, <laughs> part of me and Sean's like ten to fifteen year goal is to buy another house in Richmond, but like a little bit bigger. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like this house is great, but like could be just a little bit bigger. Sure. And the one like I have a couple requirements: bigger kitchen with an island. I cook fucking like three times a day. I need more. Yeah. Right. But another thing that I want is like more room for shelves because mm. I do want to be able to have my bookshelf, my bong shelf, and like my board game shelf. Zach and Alex in their house have this massive board game shelf and it's so cool. And I'm like, ah, oh, I could probably have more than three board games. That would be cool. Yeah, no, and that would be cool too to have them all on display. Books, books, bongs, mm-hmm. and games. Dude, that sounds like a store. I would books, personally- bongs, and board games. Dude, books, bongs, board I games, would books, go there. Books, books bongs, and boards. Books, bongs, and boards, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, it yeah. could be a stoner Someone's video game. Someone's gonna come in and be like, um, hello, I'd like to be by a snowboard. And I'm like, oh, the wrong kind of board. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't 
through those sports here. I'm here for this. I will. I'll invest in that when when the time comes. I will happily make that happen. I'm feeling kind of triggered right now. Grace and I used to work with an intern who all of her social media that she ever wrote, she would be like bored. She would spell it wrong. B o b o a r d. Buy our book. And yeah. it was, it's like, this is horrible marketing. You there also don't so know how to wrong. spell. There was oh so much God. wrong. It was like the only reason anyone would read the books is if they were like so fucking so bored. So bored. Like all caps And then bored. she also just misspelled it every time. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough, buddy. Was what hap- where, is, where are they now? No. Um, I think decided publishing was not the field for her. And when yeah. t- she had like a part time job in another field, and I think she was like, I'm going to stick with this. And we were like, yes. Good yep, call. Mm-hmm, Good call. That. But you know what? That's the point of an God internship. Bless. So she really, she did wow. it. Well, Mary Clay did the same thing. I mean, Mary Clay did an internship with us, and it was like good and fine. Like she was, she didn't make. <laughs> laughable (laughs) social media errors that we're still making fun of later. But (laughs) she did like by the end be like, I got this other job offer that aligns more with what I think I actually want to do. And we were like, go with God. Like goodbye forever. Yes. But, but not except not forever. Be our friend still. Be our friend. Be our friend. (laughs) Promise me this isn't the end. That's beautiful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is time for birthday surprises. Birthday mm-hmm. surprises. Or if you're a lavender, birthday surprises. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel so bad for lavender. She's so unfairly maligned. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Looks her. It's like true. she's just so <laughs> into her first boyfriend. Like, weren't we all? Oh, I know, yeah. and ev- everyone gives Ron shit. Ron Ron gets shit on a lot in this in this chapter. Um, I know. It's it's really it's I think this chapter from like a Kurt Vonnegut story story shape would be like man in the hole or like the man falling down and that man is Ron. <laughs> like oh he just God. kind of gets That's kicked so down funny. a staircase this whole this whole chapter. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking today because I, I went to my library's used book sale yesterday and I bought a Vonnegut book and I've oh, yeah? never read one before and I've heard that really de- divisive. And honestly, Mike, I'm not remotely surprised to hear that you enjoy Chris- Vonnegut. Because I, Christina, I, like- I could have my own Vonnegut podcast. I've read every single one of his books. <laughs> I've heard that his writing's like very like frenetic and like. I love it. There's yeah, there's no more sense. writer who's <laughs> inspired me more in my life and wow. art and art and writing as Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, so yeah. the book I got is Breakfast of Champions. That's that's my favorite one. Okay, oh so you know, seriously, you can't go wrong. Like, if you're going to start somewhere... We'll go get happy hour when I'm done reading it. I would love that. I would love that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love a casual book club moment. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, you can't make a move in high school without people roasting you. Like... Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember... I mean, when I started dating people outside my friend group, which admittedly was larger than three people, mm-hmm. but my friends would be like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But like, I don't think they'd be mean or like Harry refute. Like, I feel like Harry like thinks that he's unbiased about it, but he's like not like you get this vibe from his, the way he describes Lavender that he's like, this is sickening. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And like, why don't you just try to like work with it? There's, I think there there is a point in this chapter where he was like, he's like, I swear to God, like if Ron is going to be doing this, he's like, I, I have to call this. <laughs> he's like, yeah. got, I'm ending this right now. I'm nipping yes, this in the bud. Like, it was really what? funny. And like, it's so, it's so sad to me because like some of the, best friends and some of the like brotheriest people in my life have been my boyfriend's best friends. You know what mm, I mean? I do. Like, yeah. 
I I have always loved all of my boyfriend's best friends. And like, that's a very special and privileged position to to be in. You know what I mean? Like I'm in with the bestie. Yeah. And it's I think like, what's very interesting is I've been on the other end of this and I can say like throughout my high, like high school, like my best friend, Joey Garcia, love <laughs> Joey, if you're listening, I love you, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, um, no, no, I really, I know he's, but Joey, no, he, <laughs> we grew up in Orlando. We still, we still talk every week. Joey will just call me Oh, up. he's a Florida man. He, he is. Yes. Through and through. Um, he's still there, unfortunately, but no, throughout high school, Joey always had really cool girlfriends and I was like, re- also really good friends with them. And mm-hmm. it was like, it's like, no, it's just like, it's this, it's the opposite side of the same thing that you're talking about. So. Yeah. Honestly, I like, I. Mike, you kind of have like gay best friend energy. And I, I mostly mean that just like you're very approachable. And like, I think it probably helps that you were like raised with sisters. You're like very like in touch with your emotions and like uh, respectfully, like have always been deeply unthreatening to me personally. Like, yeah. You're giving, you're giving gay best friends. No, it's, and that's actually very interesting because in my in my early 20s, actually, people like like I would go on dates sometimes and people like, wait. I thought you were gay or like people just be like, I thought you were gay. And I'm like, Oh no, I, I'm just very outgoing and outspoken. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I'm just, I'm not like, right. When you think of like a man, it's like, it's not, well, that's not me. And <laughs> a, big, a big thing is, and I'm only bringing this up because yeah. we've talked about this on the pod before, but like, we know you because you went on a date with Brooke and then right. she wasn't interested in you very nicely. We're like, okay, cool. Can we still be friends? And like so many men don't, would not react to that the right yeah. way. See, and that's that's in my book. There's a whole there's a whole chapter about that in my book of just like right, what is online dating? It's like message with purpose. Message with purpose. By Michael Booth. Be- Swipe Boothby. dating simplified, guys. It's still on Amazon. It's still out there. I got my yeah. copy. <laughs> nice. Signed copy. That give you one. I have like <laughs> three. Le- I have like three left. I bought a bunch of those last summer. I'm like, I'm gonna get back in the book game and just hustle these books. And I did sell quite a few of them. I would just That's go out awesome. to bars and like sell them for people for like twenty dollars and shit. I was. Oh shit! That's yeah. gotta be my technique. Get them when they're drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I should just bring these to festivals and just when people are in the lounge vibing with me, be like, "Here's a book. It's you twenty dollars." Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's okay. I'm I'm working on another book, but that's not why we're here. We're here yes. because years ago, an author wrote a book <laughs> about Harry Potter. The funny thing about well, yeah, I was going to talk about Harry Potter, but <laughs> do it, <laughs> fucking do it. See if I care. Uh, see if I care. Um, no, I just think the funny thing about Harry's particular position is that he is a child of divorce, and Hermione and Ron are. <laughs> Mom and dad, and they're bickering. For a second, I was like, what are you talking about? They're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate divorce death. No, that's, it's, that's facts. You're right. And he's like, I'm going to remain neutral by not taking sides. And yeah. I, it's like, I don't think he understands that like neutrality is a, it's a side. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. So looking at you, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I was just thinking right there. I was like, how does the trauma of our characters affect their decisions in this chapter? Oh, like, God. <laughs> so much in every which way. <laughs> so H- Harry is telling Ron and Hermione about the task separately. that Dumbledore gave him. Yeah, fucking separately. <laughs> He's like, uh, it is like um, it is like having divorced parents. It's like, can we just get in a group chat so I know who's picking me up from school? You know what's really funny? I did try to start a group chat with my with all really? of my parents because I have four, um, and <laughs> and like I think my dad was like, actually, we're not gonna do that. 
was like, Dad, oh that's bananas. My mom would fucking murder me. Admittedly, <laughs> my parents have been divorced and remarried much less time than yours have. Yeah, but yeah, my yeah. mom been would so fucking for me. murder me <laughs> if I put her in a group chat with my stepmom. Wow. Oh, my God. That's him. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's her Dynamics. You that's know. her choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, parent politics. Love it. Happy uh, happy upcoming holiday season, everyone. Gotta yeah. love having four parents. Yeah. Oof. I do not envy. I mean, Sean and I have four sets of parents because there's fucking both of our parents are divorced or remarried. That's a lot, dude. It's cool. His mom moved to Idaho, so they can't ask us to come for Christmas anymore. <laughs> True. <laughs> we oh. went this earlier this year and it's like, all right, see you in five more years when right. we can afford to come back to fucking Idaho. 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 That's out there. It's that is. fucking beautiful. Like, it's extremely beautiful, but... It is extremely, no surprises coming, conservative and Christian. Yeah. See, yeah, I I don't want to live in Idaho, but like if they changed one letter, right? If they if they made another state like Imaho, I would move <laughs> I would move to Imaho, right? <laughs> oh my right. god. Um <laughs> oh man, I'm having like half a memory. In high school we like <laughs> we had like some kind of pageant, like some kind of I don't know if it was a beauty pageant or if it was like an SGA thing, like I don't remember, but every there was like fifty women who were selected to represent the fifty different states for something, <laughs> okay. and they were wearing formal dresses with sashes with their state on it. And my friend Jessie was Miss Idaho, and she had like a stick, uh, like an M with tape on it that she would stick to be like I'm a hoe, and it was like the oh fun, you know, gosh. sixteen years old. That was the fucking funniest yeah, thing. We that's had. hilarious! <laughs> wow, nailed it. <laughs> so. Harry is explaining to Ron and Hermione separately that Dumbledore gave him this task last episode. You have to go get this memory from Slughorn. There's this like fucked up one. That one's not good. We need to know what he really said. Ron's like, this will be easy. Slughorn loves you. And Ron, sir, you're an idiot. Dumbledore can't fucking do it. You think it's going to be easy? What's wrong with this dude? Why does he think that? I think maybe he's just like, not my fucking problem. It'll be easy. <laughs> he's like, Don't God, Harry, just it. stop talking about it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hermione is like, uh, well, I think it'll be hard because he obviously has gone to great lengths to hide the true memory already. Mm -hmm. Also, Hermione has never heard of Horcruxes, which is frightening. Yeah. She's pretty much always heard of everything. Mm-hmm. Ever since she didn't know who Nicholas Flamel was, she's never been caught not knowing something ever again since then. She's like, you're not going to catch me slipping. We get a little shout out. She's like, I checked the restricted section. Woo! Restricted section! Said the we thing. got resources, but not nothing about Horcruxes, though. Yeah. <laughs> we fell short on that one. And it's like, there's some line. Oh, my God. I wish I had it in front of me. There's some line that's like, hear me. Hear me. Woo! Um, like Hermione seemed to take like personal offense. Like the library had never failed her before. Like mm -hmm. she seemed reluctant to believe it. Like <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I get it. Like I feel that way when I try to Google something and I like just can't find it. Like yeah. I was I was recently trying to find this essay that Nicolas Cage wrote in the 90s called On the Road. And I, I guess it was like before the Internet. But I still was like very surprised that I couldn't find it online. I was like, nobody cares that Nicolas Cage used to write travel essays. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? That's kind They're of interesting. Good. Are they? Good, by the way, I wanted to cover them on Burn Before Reading, but then I read one of them and I was like, I there's I don't really have much to say about this. This is pretty solid. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that's great. 
in potions class, it's awkward. Um, because her okay, well, here's what happened is Harry's like Ron says it'll be easy. And Hermione, I like I I understand why she like feels mad at Ron. I probably would not make, take the same steps, but I like kind of understand where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. But to be mad at Harry for not also being mad at Ron is crazy. Yeah, that's out of control. That's out of control. Yeah. Harry's already a deeply traumatized child who was raised in an abusive household. So like, I know that she hasn't spent time scrolling through TikToks, helping herself diagnose herself and all her friends, but Harry doesn't react well to being yelled at, dude. You know, like much like my husband, like some people it's just like, don't yell at them. And so he's like, well, Ron says this, which is like, yeah, people, you, they're best friends. Like, yeah, Ron said this. It's not even like, and I believe him and I stand by him and I think he's really smart. It's just like Ron said this. And Hermione's like, oh, well, if fucking Ron said it, then I'll go fuck myself. Yeah, she goes off. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like just one one. Just if one one thinks that, you better do it. <laughs> so After funny. all, when has one one never been wrong, right? Yeah, she's, she's really like, salty. She's so petty. This might be the saltiest we've ever seen Hermione. I don't know. I think it's because she like, she perceives herself as having been rejected. Yeah. yeah. And that will make you matter than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a question. After Ron and Hermione do get together and get married for life or whatever, how often do you think she sarcastically calls him one one? Oh, I bet every time, dude. Any time yeah. that he's like, like, fucks up just a little bit. Yeah, that comes out. <laughs> I think so, too. Probably I once would. a week. I would too. One one. He'll be like, babe, please, please. Please stop. You said you said five years ago you you wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> or like maybe they're ordering some food and they get some wontons and she's like, I'm gonna order some wontons. <laughs> and he's like, No. Oh no, <laughs> not the wan ones. And then the food comes and written on the bag it says Wan Wan. <laughs> She's like, hey babe, I got you something. It's like a lav- it's a lavender candle. Uh. <laughs> it's a necklace that's to says my Wan to Wan my Wan. favorite Wan Wan. <laughs> why why I love that though. That I, this is now my my new daydream. <laughs> Ron and it's, Hermione it's married. A head is that what this is? A head cannon. Head cannon, yeah. Wow. It's like not canon because it's just in your head, but in your head, that's canon, baby. But that's real, baby. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> head canon. It's actually very silly when you think about it, but that is what people call it. I think it's cute. I like it. I love that. I didn't, I just, I've lear- I'm learning this for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that's, um, that's canon. That's so cool that you're not nearly as nerdy as us, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm being initiated as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I just think that it is unfair of Hermione to make it Harry's problem that she's mad at Ron. Yeah, it's unfair. It's like, it makes sense that he doesn't have a stake in this argument because it's about their feelings for each other. And Harry is, what? I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> I don't even know if I like it yet. <laughs> yeah. Herm- Hermione is like, sits, they all have to sit at the same <laughs> table in potions class i guess they're assigned seating or whatever so she like scoots her shit like all the way around and sits next to ernie mcmillan which i guess goes to show how mad she is around and harry because that guy's annoying yeah wow yeah desperate times desperate times i do think he's like i mean at least i get the impression that he's like pretty studious so maybe it's <laughs> it's good for her schoolwork to sit next to ernie mcmillan mm-hmm 
Maybe not. So they're tasked with creating antidotes for various po uh, poisons. So it's like, what I'm getting is that these are like complex poisons. They're not just like straightforward. Like they have more than one thing going on or something. And so like the task is to figure out like what elements are in these poisons and then create a, an antidote that will uh, resolve like all of those things. It's something about like the sum of the antidote is like greater than the separate elements of the poison, like something like that. You yeah, feel me? that's that's how I understood uh, it as well. But I felt it was very confusing. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I am honestly as ignorant about potions as Harry himself. The funny thing is that in this section, Slughorn is like, this is almost alchemical, which like alchemy is mm -hmm. like barely real in this universe. Like Nicholas Flamel could do it. Yeah. But it's like, uh, at least in this universe, it's like, oh, potions is a hard science. And then Slughorn's like, this is almost alchemical. And that's, I feel like him being like, it's almost just like magic. <laughs> I also, I also do like that in the book that, that Slughorn is like going off about this and literally just like cuts off and the characters are like, what the fuck's going on? And then it's like, <laughs> and so children. And then they're like, oh God, this is what's going on. That it definitely feels like being in like an upper level class that you like were not quite prepared which for. which quite honestly like I did have an experience with that my um senior year of college like I was like taking French and I've had the same experience with both Spanish and French but it's like the gap from intermediate to advanced is just like so large mm -hmm. that like like quite literally it was like a double block class and the teacher was just speaking in French the whole time. I had no idea what she was saying. <laughs> and then at the end, she was like, anyways, your homework is to read like 20 pages of it. And I was just like, I literally cried. I cried oh. on the bus back to my apartment because I was like, I have to cancel this class. Like, because oh also God. I also felt really stupid. And I'd yeah. never had to do that before. It's the but worst I'm like, feeling. But I was just like, like I felt like I was set up to fail though. And it's like, that's why I've always felt about like language classes. Like languages to me is like my potions class. I'm yeah, just, like, just like, I'm trying so hard. And it's like, my mind is just like, I'm going to forget all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it's like math where it's like, try math. as hard as I might. It's never going to truly click. Yeah. Grace, did you ever take any like classes that kind of smacked you in the face with how oh, hard they sure. were? Yeah, 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 definitely. And it, it's one of those things where you feel like you can never like once you start feeling like you're not understanding, it's yeah. like really hard to overcome that and like Yeah. get to a point of understanding. It's yeah. Like you just feel like you're falling behind. Totally. Really I remember I, I was doing in in college like an upper level world literature class. Wow. And I remember it was one of those teachers who would assign readings, you know, however many, more, definitely more than one of like poem, like translated poems and stuff. Every week she would assign these readings and she would give you a quiz to make sure you had done the reading. Ugh, and I, I, I was that. doing the reading. I was doing the reading and I was failing the quizzes because I was like having a hard time with like comprehension. Y'all know that I'm not good at poetry. I'm, a, I'm too <laughs> literal for poetry. And so I was like failing these <laughs> tests and I was reading through the, I was reading through the readings like three or four times. Yeah. And so I went to her office hours, the teacher, and I was like, hey, I'm having this problem. What do I do? And she was like, you need to read them more. And I was like, uh, hey, bitch, uh, I'm, I, I feel like three or four should, should be plenty. Yeah. <laughs> like I, wow. And then I fucking, I think I stopped going to that class because of exactly what you described, Grace. I was like, well, I'm not being offered any help and I'm like failing so hard. Like, I don't feel like there's, uh, an answer here yeah i don't really understand that um 
way of thinking with teachers because I just mm-hmm. feel like if totally. a student is coming to you personally during office hours, especially because that's like what they're you're there required, for. yeah, yeah, and to just be like, oh, read it more, like. What are you doing? Have you tried yeah. reading more? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, actually. Um, very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I retook that class with a different teacher. Totally different experience. Yeah. Um, I also had a bad time when I took my first advanced grammar class, which like they don't truly teach you in beginning and intermediate grammar. And like they don't teach it to you in like an explicit way in American public schools. You're supposed to just like pick up on certain things. So, so when I took my first like advanced grammar class with like sentence diagramming and like stuff. My the first teacher I had was Bulgarian, and like I really, I'm I'm not here to be like fuck foreign teachers, but if you are being taught English and it's already like conceptually like distant from your like I'm I'm already reaching for it, and she had a very thick Bulgarian accent, and I was like oh I gosh. don't know what you're saying to me, but yeah. then I took it again with a different teacher and it, you know a plus plus so crazy. teacher will make all the difference. It's true. Wow. Anyway, I've been ranting for a long time. Um, <laughs> I'm right there with you, though. I'm just like, in my mind this whole time, I'm like reliving all these like traumatic school moments <laughs> where, I, where I like thought I was smart and I was like, nope, you're actually not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, humbling, humbling for g- sure. Gifted kid syndrome. I uh, really, I was like, about, I was like, guys, like, you don't understand. Like, I was one of those kids who like, I got straight A's up until my junior year of high school. Yeah. And when I and like when I stopped to not but like getting you A's in all IB and AP, yeah, it was yeah, stupid. Yeah, that's rough. And that yeah. was it was calculus BC. Because here's the thing: I used to think I was good. <gasps> I used to think I was good at math, and then I took calc BC. And I remember there was like this whole thing. It was like Taylor McLaurin theories, and I was like literally like I remember being in the class and he explained the whole thing, and I was like, no, I just, I just <laughs> that does not make sense. And then I went home and was just like staring at this textbook, just like, this might as well be another language. I don't know what yeah. this is. And just like, yeah. and then, but he was one of those teachers who was like, like when you went to him and you're like, I don't get this. He was like upset with you. <laughs> like he was like, what do you mean you don't get Horrible. this? You know? Yeah. Come so on. bad. But it was like, you. But, help me. It's because you're not teaching. <laughs> but then it's like, enough. but here's the thing. But like at the same time, there was like this kid, Chad in in the class who was just like, yeah, I get it. Like, just who was it? He was just a genius. He was just a literal genius. He was like on the math uh, team, and so then like the teacher would be like, Matt, he'd be like Chad. Yeah, he was like Chad, my favorite boy, and then he'd be like Michael. <laughs> like, uh, I felt like literally the dunce of that class. But then I was like, but then I'd be like, I was over in like IB history, like ba 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 ba, you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All to say that I relate to how how Harry feels in potions, and if I had a fucking <laughs> textbook with a bunch of dope notes in. I'd be, I'd be yeah. doing the same oh. shit. Yeah, same. Totally. Totally. So um, Hermione is like, oh, that's like so sad for you that the Half-Blood Prince can't help you with this like random Anna. No, that's like such a sad story. I feel like really bad about it. Here is, like, <laughs> she is too much in this chapter. Oh, my God. Yeah. She is too much. And like Harry and Ron are basically are like, oh, uh, they're basically like sitting there with their mouths open with like a little drool hanging. They're, yeah. Like, they, got, they got nothing. And Harry opens his textbook and the prince got nothing. Mm-hmm. nothing. But then he looks a little closer and he just sees the line, just shove a Beozar down their throats. And so like class is like running out <laughs> and Harry's like, uh, uh, uh. And then he goes and grabs a Beozar. Bezor. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, there. I don't I don't know why, but this moment has big like Iron Chef energy right now. Like end of Iron Chef. 
You know, when it's Where like, like oh, yeah, and he's like, they're like, <laughs> yeah. right? And, he's like, <laughs> so yeah. and like the camera cu- is cutting so quickly. <laughs> yeah. And he's like running into the cupboard to get the stupid little thing. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Slughorn is like, oh, good one, my boy. Like, <laughs> why is he Mr. Krabs? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is, you fucking. Little prick, ten points to Gryffindor. Like, I love it. Yeah, I love good joke. You. Good joke, buddy. You got me. You got me there. And like, I do love that energy. Yeah, <laughs> same. Teacher, but like, how fucking frustrating to all the other students, especially <laughs> like, Hermione. Well, fuck me, I guess. Hermione is not okay. Although at this point, she kind of had it coming. She was being a dick. She kind of she was being a bitch it. about it. She was definitely like, gloating. It's like you can't like sit far away from me so that I can't talk to you and be a bitch from across the table is <laughs> like what are you doing yeah right. and she's also like so good at the nonverbal spells now that like oh yeah they, they can't, can't copy what they she can't copy doing. what she's doing mm-hmm. yeah she's too smart That's she's so smart <laughs> so slughorn is like oh my god your mom was a little bitch just like this <laughs> <laughs> um he, he says 10 points to gryffindor for pure cheek mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it I love it. Good for Harry. But like also, that's annoying. That's annoying to the Horus of class. Yeah. Yeah. So then after class, Hermione's mad at him because of how she labored for less reward. And then Ron's like, you could have given me one too. And Harry's like, that would have looked fucking stupid. And you know it. And Ron's like, well, when has my anger ever been logical? I'm still mad. (laughs) I'm mad no matter what. Yeah. That's very silly of Ron. Obviously, Harry couldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Ron and Hermione both leave and Harry hangs back after class, like taking a really long time so that he's the last one there. And this is his first attempt to fetch this memory. He's on a fetch quest. He tries to replicate the memory, which I don't know. What do we think about that? He starts by asking if Slughorn knows anything about Horcruxes. What do we think about that? It's it's, It's like, come on, Harry. Come on. Buddy, you gotta loosen him up first. This guy's not gonna. Yeah, he, it was a little too too on the nose there. <laughs> yeah, I think Harry was like, he's so happy with me right now. Yeah, he I'm just went out. Him. He went out swinging. I think it's terrible approach. What? Well, <laughs> what would you have done, Grace? Oh my god. Well, I would have been stressed about it for sure, but I definitely would have done something better than that. That's just stupid. Yeah, I think that Harry like doesn't want this to be a thing. <laughs> Yeah, and like I, I think that the right way to do it is to start accepting Slughorn's invitations to his parties and to really kiss some fucking ass yeah. for a couple months. Yeah, and I do. Yeah, it's definitely yeah the long game for sure. Wait, wait until Slughorn starts like telling you other like secrets. You know, like Slughorn loves to dish. We saw in that memory they were gossiping about like some teacher leaving. Like, if you get tight enough with Slughorn and Slughorn starts being like, oh, this is about to happen, but you didn't hear it from me, then that's when you're like, okay, well, next time I see him, I think I'm going to drop the question. Yeah. And I do also think that later in the chapter, which we'll get to, like, the mead approach was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, liquor him up a little bit. But exactly. Definitely. I'm, I'm not really... I don't really stand for getting people drunk so you can get things from them that they don't want to give you, but this is a you this don't? is a ex, no, ex, extraneous situation. <laughs> this circumstance is this is a very urgent situation. The, so the, I the stakes I do, are high. The stakes are high. Dumbledore is definitely putting a lot of pressure on him. Like well, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Like it's crazy because like there is such a serious like ticking timer on this. Like Dumbledore's fucking dying right now. <laughs> yeah. 
But because he doesn't want to like tell Harry everything, Harry does not feel the pressure of the urgency. Mm. Like even if Dumbledore doesn't want to say, hey man, I'm dying. Because I get it. That's like a lot of other people's feelings to deal with while you're trying to orchestrate your death. Mm -hmm. But there has to be some way to build urgency other than that. Yeah. Well, I think that the I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed speech that we get from Dumbledore is like pretty effective because Yeah. It's like <laughs> a couple chapters from now, he's yeah. like, Oh, well, Slughorn said no. And Dumbledore's like, Huh, Slughorn said no, huh? And that's all you got? <laughs> yeah, he's just like so manipulative. Harry Harry literally says horcruxes and he's like, the fuck you say to me? And he and then instead of like backing off, goes <laughs> Horcruxes. Like he doubled he doubles down. <laughs> and then he goes, You see, like he almost he sounds like a fucking like door-to-door salesman. Like reflect also, I think this is really funny if you read it and instead of horcruxes, you say drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about methamphetamines? Slughorn froze. His rounded face seemed to sink in upon itself. He licked his lips Whoa. and said hoarsely, what did you say? I asked <laughs> whether you knew anything about drugs, sir. You see, <laughs> you see, <laughs> I went to a festival with Ron and we had quite a good experience. <laughs> Dumbledore put you up to this, <laughs> whispered Slughorn. <laughs> He was okay, not genial anymore. Funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Shocked. That's terrified. Really <laughs> That'd be like a meme. That'd be a good meme. Yeah. Uh, There's like a lot of good things you could put in there. There's exactly you insert anything, <laughs> anything bad. Yeah. Do you know anything about the Israel Palestine conflict? I he's do. Like, yeah. What did he's you like, ask me? He's like, I know nothing about that. <laughs> Dumbledore like, do, puts do you. Do you know up. anything about butt sex? And yeah. He's like, I've never heard of butt sex in my life. How dare you, Harry, <laughs> come into my office and talk about butt stuff. I will not. Parties are canceled. All the parties are canceled from now on. <laughs> He's like, I'm about to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, truly. truly. Okay, this is my favorite. I think I am going to meme that. This is why This is why you invite me on. <laughs> We're finding the memes. <laughs> We're finding the memes. And memes are forever. So Harry's like, hey, man, do you know anything about drugs or horcruxes? <laughs> and Slughorn is like, what? Dumbledore put you up to this. And Harry's like, oh, no, I'm just curious. And Slughorn's like, fuck you, fuck off. And he leaves <laughs> immediately. Got shut down. Shut down pretty hard. Next several day montage. Ron and Hermione are still mad at him separately, which, come on, Ron, get the fuck over yourself. Now is not the time. Oh. <sighs> And then Harry doesn't broach the subject again with Slughorn, and everything seems to go back to normal there. You know, mm -hmm. you can never tell. Are you mad at me? <laughs> um, he's waiting for another party, uh, a.k.a. what I said he should do, but Slughorn doesn't seem to be hosting right now. He's taking a little break. Mm -hmm. And Hermione has gone through the whole school library and can't find anything about Horcruxes. So <laughs> I do, time's I, just slipping away. I do really love the joke of, like, <laughs> there even was a book, and it mentioned it. And then said, we will not speak of it. Oh <laughs> like, like that That was a really funny, it still is a very funny joke to me. <laughs> it's like, I finally found someone talking about drugs in the restricted section. Yeah, right. But, no, uh, like, <laughs> it's, it's like DMD. It's like, it's too horrible. I will not speak of it. <laughs> Do you guys remember, like, as a kid, you would, like, hear these words and you would know that there was something about them. 
Like that's a that's a bad word. Like I'm not supposed to say that word, but you like don't know what they are. Dude, yeah. when 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 Dare went came to my elementary school, it made me so excited and interested in every drug. And I was like, <laughs> wow, they really put a lot of money into like convincing me to not do these things. I'm, I'm oh my god, I really want to do them now. There's there's an episode <laughs> of Bob's Burgers where there's like a little skit assembly, and it's like a fucking like performance art about how you shouldn't smoke <laughs> cigarettes and bob's like huh i kind of want a cigarette <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly oh my gosh i was texting my friend group the other day something about we were all supposed to go to the halloween parade and then we all were too cozy and cold and we were like no we all bailed and i was like guys we're getting so old and courtney was like bitch we did club drugs like three days ago and i was like club drugs oh my god that's a dare term you're so old <laughs> <laughs> oh man the snow melted around the school as February arrived, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We get a notice of our first apparition les lesson. Apparition lesson. The ministry apparition guy, like, explains it a bit. Before you can get very far, though, M Malfoy gets called out by McGonagall for arguing with Crab. So Harry's like, I'm going to stand right next to him. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> yeah. He like wiggles through the crowd. It's like, don't mind Dude, me. Harry, Harry quite literally is just like a bad detective. He's so <laughs> he's stupid. He's rash. just like a bumbling de detective. He's bumbling. He okay. Well, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so no, no, it happens right now. So yeah. Malfoy's yeah. like talking to Crab. Harry doesn't get the information he's looking for, and then he's like, "Well, I fucking hate you, bitch." And <laughs> yeah. Malfoy's like, "I'm not even worried about you in this book, dude. Like, I'm really not worried about you in this book." Oh yeah, gosh. it is so funny how much Malfoy does not see Harry as a threat at all. Yeah, wow. he's like, "Oh, this fucking like the really like the rivalry is not there anymore." Like yeah. Draco's very distracted, and Harry almost is like. Come chase me. He's like, pay attention yeah. to me. Please, I'm here. Me. I'm here. <laughs> Say something racist. I dare you. <laughs> He's like, but Malfoy, doesn't my scar look awfully weird today? <laughs> <laughs> so Malfoy is like saying, he's like, it's taking longer than it should. I don't know how much longer I'll need. We mm -hmm. don't know this, but he's talking about the vanishing cabinet. He's trying to fix it, which must be really hard. It must be like as hard as it is to fix things. <laughs> In the real world where you can like take apart components and see how they go together scientifically, like fixing something magical. It's like, what do you just keep like petting it with your wand and like murmuring things until it works? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't I don't even know like how he's getting like the knowledge base to even attempt to fix it. Maybe his parents or Voldemort himself, but like he can't consult with them. Maybe he's right. just like given... You know, like you teach someone how to fix watches and then you're like, okay, go fix watches. Yeah. But I don't know. They had to like manually break a different cabinet so that Draco could practice fixing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, Harry literally is like, well, fuck you. I'm here. And Malfoy's <laughs> like, okay. All right. I'm right. very distracted right now. So the instructor teaches us about the three D's. Destination determination and deliberation would not would not be the three d's i would have chosen drugs dick <laughs> and dogs nice that's not bad <laughs> yeah it's not a bad good. combo that's pretty good that's I'd, how I'd, 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 go to, I'd go i'd go to that festival quite honestly 
drug the drug hey hey you come to the drug drug dick and dog festival <laughs> there's gonna be all three of those yeah yes <laughs> I'm there. take yeah. my money drug land dog <laughs> drug land dog land dick land oh my Dickland. god i'm like x-rated walt disney why <laughs> why is this my feet <laughs> so everyone has like hula hoops basically and they're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be attempting to operate into their hoops mm-hmm. without the only instruction they get really is destination, <laughs> determination, deliberation. Like those yeah, concepts be, get expounded upon, but like I'd be a little up. pissed if I was in this class. I'd be like pretty upset. I would too, especially because there's no mention of the possibility of splinching <gasps> they until it sl- happens. Fucking Susan Bones, dude. Susan Bones gets let. Down. Which, first of all, LOL, her bones are splinched. <laughs> yeah, um, but, like, I, I have a theory, and I I don't usually like to, like, give this bad of an explanation to stuff, but I feel like on some level, if you know you can get splinched, that might make it, like, more likely that you will get splinched. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's like the law like of attraction. Like you're thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. That would that would affect your determination, perhaps. Yeah, because if you're thinking about losing a leg, then you're about to lose that leg, honey. But it's just like so alarming to have it's it really happen alarming. and then be like, oh yeah, by the way, that could happen. You must you must be very determined. <laughs> so determined. <laughs> so determined. So, like, Susan Bones like splinches herself. She lands in her hoop on one leg. She left a leg behind. Whoops. And she is like not Okay, and it says that the the heads of house converge upon her, which, frankly, if I'm in a pickle and I look up and there's Sprout, McGonagall, Snape, and Flitwick, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I trust these people. But she still is hysterical, and I would be too. And the rest of the class is just like watching. They're like, oh, shit. kind of don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just crazy. Like, it really is crazy. Like, unthinkable like how little instruction they get because we've equated this in the past to learning how to drive it's like a trans a transportation thing you need a license for you need to take a class you need practice it's it's like learning how to drive but when you're learning how to drive first of all you have spent 15 16 years watching other people drive there's like a process to it mm-hmm. watching someone else operate tells you nothing yeah yeah but you see you've been watching people drive and then you get in a car And you go one mile per hour in a parking lot Mm -hmm. and someone's there being like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And that's how you like learn how to drive. This is you are either doing it or you are not doing it. Those are your two options. There's no like training wheels. It's like, okay, bitch, do it. And it's like, okay, well, I left a leg behind. And and then it's like, ha ha, she fucked up. And it's like, what? what?" Yeah, she had no instruction. Yep. Dude, and, and and so while while that's all happening, dude, then Hermione is still fucking dropping the heat. Oh my god! I expect the trainers say? are too small. One one set of voice oh, yeah. behind them, and Hermione stalked past, smirking. Dude, she's okay, like a little all, cat. She's. I like, was gonna say like fucking Nala. Yeah, Nala big oh, Nala yeah. energy. Nala, Nala gets pissed a couple times and is like. Remember mm-hmm. when she is about to eat Timon and Pumbaa? That's yes. the energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. um, because Ron is saying, "Oh, I think it might have worked a little bit. Like, I feel something funny in my feet. <laughs> like, just let him have his delusion. She will take any opportunity at this. Yeah, point. I get it. <laughs> I mean, like at that age, I would have been acting the same. Okay, I'm like, oh, it must be because you're a fucking bitch. And, and I, I love in the middle of this, Harry just turns. <laughs> Turns to Ron and goes, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm good with flying, actually. He's like, yeah. flying's magical enough. This he's is like, kind of crazy. I don't even care about this. Because <laughs> he's the only person who has, I mean, like, first of all, it's it's wild that no one else apparently has done this, or at least no one else in Gryffindor, because I think they're asking him about it in the right. common room or something. But, like, he's the only one who's done, like, side-along apparition before with right. Dumbledore. Maybe it's something that you're not supposed to do except in an emergency. Yeah. But I think it's like statistically unlikely that he's the only person. Like there's been a couple moments in my life where an adult would have grabbed me and took it, taken me away. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like, like like high intensity, you know, like emergencies, like fucking emergencies, like right. I said. So Harry's already done it and he's like, it feels bad. <laughs> and, but I still think it's absolutely bananas to be like, I don't really need it because you do. Yeah. Eventually yeah. you're going to have a friend in Australia and he's going to pay way too much money to come visit you. And you're going to be like, what if I could just show up on your porch, Sam? Exactly. And be like, what up? <laughs> I'm here. I brought wine. <laughs> and both of my legs. And both, both of my, my legs, legs, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so after the lesson, Harry and Ron go to get the Marauder's Map. And Harry's like throwing stuff out of his trunk because he hasn't needed the Marauder's Map so far. And Harry, like like my husband, Sean, like a lot of respectfully men I've known in my life, doesn't see all of the things that happen when he does that. And as he's putting stuff back, he like doesn't get everything. <laughs> but well, that'll probably result in nothing. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. Hmm. February turns into March. Incredible. Incredible. As it does. As it does. So Harry's like, consistently stalking Malfoy now like yeah. where what are your whereabouts like where are you located and mm -hmm. he consistently gets caught doing nothing yeah. yep suspicious that don't be suspicious don't be suspicious but some the one suspicious thing is that he sometimes totally disappears from the map and here he has what I consider to be an uncharacteristically logical thought of maybe there's too many people on this fucking map and I can't <laughs> find him yeah but it is interesting that as obsessed as he is with following Malfoy, he doesn't see the moment of disappearance ever. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he's going into the room of requirement. And I think Harry would realize that mm. if he saw where he disappeared. Right. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like searching the map, like in between classes, like yeah, taking he, too long in like, the bathroom. It, right, like, it's like day trading, right? He's He doesn't have time to sit stare at the chart all day. He's like, yeah. oh, what's the start? <laughs> okay, I guess I'll, oh no, he's gone again, right? <laughs> it is kind of like monitoring the stock market. He's at least from Robin what Hood. I remember when Sean, you know, experimented with that for like a year or two, a couple years ago. And then he like luckily lost interest because I had to hear, yeah, like like hour by hour updates about like the micro adjustments oh, in his yeah, money. I, I have and a I'm whole. Like, I <laughs> yeah. don't care about this. <laughs> micro adjustments in his money. Oh my. Micro cap magic. That's oh. the name of my my dad fucking wrote a book and it's called Micro Cap Magic, which is is that a stock, a stock book? Term. Your dad wrote a stock book. 
Yes. And we no. have an agreement. We have an agreement that we don't have to read each other's books. That's so funny. <laughs> I, the, the book, the indie book publishing, he doesn't know yet, but I dedicated it to him and he better fucking read it. Wow. But he doesn't read novels. So we have an agreement. He doesn't have to read my novels. I don't re- have to read his fucking stocks book. So. Yeah. Tina, I'm very, I'm very excited for your book. I pre-ordered it. I know you sent me a screenshot. I'm I know. Honored. I know. Well, I, I'm working on my second book, so it's like I want to. I want to do it right this time. It's I've, like such a meta. It's like a book about. I made a book about how to make a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like Exhibit A, the book in your hand. This one. I mean, there's there's a it's lot of beautiful. There's a lot of money in that, dude. There was a guy actually when I was writing Message with Purpose in New Zealand in 2016. There was a guy whose email list I was on. His name is Jeff Goins. And he has like, that's his whole thing is like, he's published several books on like how to write and how to make a business writing and stuff. And, you know, so it's like, but, but like that kind of writing is what helped me write a book. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's like, write what you know. <laughs> yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah. yeah. And I sure did. I wrote it all down. Outside of this book, I don't know anything. Don't ask questions. <laughs> just kidding. One, one. I'm just kidding. So the ne- speaking of Juan Juan, the next Hogsmeade trip was supposed to take place on Ron's <laughs> first canon birthday ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's turning 12, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I think his birthday is March 1st. Is, March is that 1st. right? Yes. Because it's Mike Hardison's birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed that. And that, that is actually, okay, that's fucking sad because, like, Mike knows people forget that March 1st is coming Mm-hmm. Because February is short, so like mm, more than anyone you. else, we, you, we Mike's birthday gets forgotten, and we we never fully forget it. But sometimes it's like Jesus Christ, it's it in three sneaks days. up, it really does. Whereas like Mary Peyton's birthday is Halloween, so it's like we fucking know when it's coming. Grace's no birthday is on the twentieth, and we're recording this episode. We know it's coming. Yes, yes, yes. We know it's coming. So like you know that whether or not he's noticed it, like probably his parents have like forgotten about his birthday until last minute like probably people oh, forget I'm about sure. his birthday I'm sure that that's true that sucks that's one of the worst birthdays you can have I think outside of like the week around Christmas and February 29th yes this next Hogsmeade trip was supposed to be on Ron's birthday but it was canceled I guess because of Katie being cursed yeah and Katie is still in St. Muggo's it's been three four months maybe four has months has it been that long it was before Christmas. Whoa. And now it's March. Wow. Dang. Do we yeah. hear eventually when she... Yes, because okay. Harry goes to her immediately. So let okay, me just okay. see um, Silver and Opals. I'm going to see if I can get a more specific date. They go to Hogsmeade. October. It's halfway through October. It's fucking halfway through October. Yo. I thought it was later than that. So November, December, January, February. It's been four and a half, five months. Yeah. Damn. So she needs to repeat seventh grade or mm-hmm. year seven or whatever. <clears throat> Sorry. I've been having this new problem where my I'm like, I have to clear my throat like every five seconds when I'm recording. It's like a new problem that I... Let mm. <laughs> Keep the phlegm. It's, it's annoying as hell. I an excess so of much- phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. It's me. It's me. And I drink so much water when I record. I have to pee so bad right now. Like I cannot oh. drink more water. <laughs> oh, no. What a vicious <laughs> cycle. It, it really is. On Ron's birthday, 
we wake up. Ron is excitedly opening his presents. Harry, frankly, could not care less about Ron getting presents. He's looking for Malfoy on the map. Mm-hmm. Ron gets his, he's, he, this is him coming of age. He's turning 17, right? Yeah. He gets a watch from his mama and papa. Is he turning 17 or 16? In sixth year, he should already be 16. Okay. I think. I don't know. Doesn't really matter, does it? Because doesn't he get a watch? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a coming of age gift. That's 17. Oh, he's definitely coming of age. I just didn't know which age it was. Oh, it's 17. Because when Harry comes of age in the next book, it's like a whole thing. Okay. When And he's turning 17. Yeah. Ron picks up a package of chocolate cauldrons that appears to have fallen off of his present pile, but it actually was flung out of Harry's trunk when he was looking for the Marauder's map, and five boys didn't notice for weeks that it was sitting on the floor. (laughs) I think that it happened this very day, though. What? I think that Harry hides the map again every time he uses it, and so it's like he has just flung it. Oh, okay. Frankly... A box of chocolates could sit on the floor of a it dorm could. of 16 year old. I and will. Not be I'm, noticed. Yeah, it could have happened, but I'm pretty like, sure that that what, didn't. Happen. That makes way more sense. Yeah, that makes way more sense. So Ron's like eating these chocolate cauldrons that are are Harry's. And, and like if you if you didn't know this was coming, you would not have been tracking the cauldrons. But they were given to Harry by Ramil Devane, who was obviously trying to dose him with a love potion. Yeah. So Ron eats the chocolate cauldrons and then starts acting weird. The first sign of red alert is that he is not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, doesn't want to go for breakfast. He doesn't want to go to breakfast. He's like spacey. He's dreamy. Weird. Like weird for someone like Ron. And then he says, I can't stop thinking about her. And Harry's like, that's fucking nasty. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, absolutely fucking not, dude. This is crazy. (laughs) So then basically it comes out. That Ron has been love potioned accidentally by Ramil Devane. Yes. I don't know if I'm shocked that Harry didn't just like dispose of those chocolate cauldrons when he got them. Why which, not throw them away? Why wouldn't you throw them away, dude? Yeah. Mike, would you have thrown them away? Like a <sighs> box of what you are completely sure are poisoned love potioned chocolates. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I might have... <laughs> I might have kept those around for just like, you know, the right moment. <laughs> I don't know. Trying to diss myself on some love potion at night. I don't know. It's it's like it's Saturday at the festival. You're like, guys, 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 guys. Got some love potions. Don't know. That's actually really funny at a festival. I mean, that's basically like Molly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it's like they're even stronger now because he received them from oh, right. her yeah. like months prior. They strengthen with age conveniently. Yeah. It's really funny, Mike, because the last time you were on, we were also talking about love potion. Were we really? Yeah, because it was the lesson where they were. Oh, like the slughorn lesson where they remember we got into like a fight with Mary Clay because she said that my love potion would smell like fucking cat poop. That's oh right. my god man listening listening to that one back i was like this is fun we're having fun here we're having fun <laughs> that is one of those where we were like shouting at each other first of all mike 
I, I feel like I learned something about you that day because yeah. we, Mary Clay and I started shouting at each other and you just kind of like sat back with this resigned look on your face. And I was like, ah, he is, <laughs> I forgot he has sisters. This, this is the man, this is the face of a man who has lived through many a, a girl fight. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then, as it was happening, I was like, that feels like it doesn't sound good. But then I listened back to it and I was like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny. Ron has been accidentally love potioned by Ramelta Vane. Who is that again? Who is she? She's just some random hoe who keep. I'm so sorry. She's a woman. No, no, no. She's love potioning. She's some random hoe. She's some random hoe. Yes, exactly. Trying to, trying to dose Harry. She's trying to make Harry Potter fall in love with her. Oh, she's like, dude, these, she's like one of those girls that like tries to like, like fuck like the NBA star and like poke holes in the condom. Like this is like that, but for yeah, Hogwarts, yes. you know? I mean, it's similar because it involves like non-consent and it's, stuff it's like that. It's a snaky energy to it. I don't, I don't like up. it. Yeah. It's Yeah, we don't like coercion. We don't like we don't like coercion <laughs> and like this book is like lol funny prank and like <laughs> there's a point where like a couple chapters ago harry was like if people can sneak in harmless stuff like love potion who's to say they can't sneak in something bad and it's like love potions is really bad actually yeah it's actually terrifying it's actually it's like, really horrible like roofies it's like yeah, might as yeah. well just might as well be roofies yeah so mm. harry's like this is weird. Fuck whatever you're saying. Ron hits him. And then Harry, I, I, I respect this decision, gets him with the levy corpus. Is like, I'm going to restrain you Yeah. while I figure out what to do. <laughs> and to Harry's credit, he does think about this plan like relatively quickly. It's, mm -hmm. he's, he's pretty good in this uh, moment. Uncharacteristically good, some might say. It's like a guide. It's like a guide of what to do when your friend is tripping at the festival and getting violent. <laughs> It's like, first of all, make sure that there's nothing around them they can hurt themselves on. And it's like, okay, he's in the air. What next? Tell Find him a tell him a lie that will get him to do what you need him to do. Buy into <laughs> buy into your friend's manic vision. <laughs> tell him you are so, leading him too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, more drugs this way. Let's there's go. More. Come and on, then come it's on. like, no, you're in festival prison now. <laughs> now you're in timeout. <laughs> so not that that happened to Michael Boothby or anything. Um, oh, it did. <laughs> so Harry goes into fix-it mode. He says, Ramilda is in Slughorn's office. Let's go. And so, like, this potion, like, not only makes Ron in love with Ramilda, but it makes him lose some element of his critical thinking skills. Because why the fuck would Ramilda be in Slughorn's office at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning? Yeah, I mean, he does question it. He's like, why? And then Harry's like, oh, because she's taking extra potions classes. And Ron's like, Yes. Like, yep. <laughs> sure. Maybe I could take those too. That would be cool. So they off they go to Slughorn's office and they pass Lavender, who gets like some blow by. She's like, one one. And he's like, go away. I'm off to find Ramilda. And <laughs> Harry, I no matter how much I didn't want my partner, to, my partner, no matter how much I didn't want my friend to be with this person, I would still be like, I would still be like, He's fucked up. I'm handling it. Maybe I wouldn't say like he got dosed on a. I don't want. I don't want lavender touching this. Yeah. So I would. Yeah. I would try to say something where it's like, I got it. We'll be right back. He's not himself. Don't worry. Like I would say anything, but Harry's just kind of like shrugs. Lol. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. So he not. They knock on Slughorn's office. He's sweepy. He's like Harry. I usually sleep in on Saturdays. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very Taurus of him. He's like I sleep in. Harry explains. My friend has been love potioned. Slughorn's like, fuck, love potions do strengthen over time. So this is fine. So 
Ron's like tripping out. Slughorn and Harry are like kind of cutely validating his experience. <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, you love her. Yeah. Tell us about her. Like, that sounds cool. But Slughorn's like making the antidote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Slughorn makes this antidote. Ron takes it. The movie of of this scene is so well done. Like, I think that we've talked before about how Rupert Grint is like a bit of an overactor and his, the way that Ron is written in the movies really is a disservice to his character, but Rupert Grint does his best with what he has and his facial expressions are incredible. And in the movie, his lovesick puppy dog face turning into like abject, incredibly lucid horror is so fucking good. Yeah. He killed that. It's so good. So Slughorn opens a bottle of mead that he had intended to give it to Dumbledore <laughs> for Christmas. And he's like, oh, oh I forgot about that. Guess, guess, it's we mine gotta, now. guess we got to finish it Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, literally Saturday morning before breakfast. He's like, Harry, if, if, you're gonna, if, you're, if you're gonna wake me up early on a Saturday, I'm partying. <laughs> like at, least, at least give him a coffee with some Kahlua in it. Yeah. yeah. Mead is really... Coffee. 9 a.m. mead. I don't... I don't think I've ever had wine other than like bubbly, you know, like like oh, mimosas. I don't think yeah. I've ever had wine before noon. Same. I, same. I've had beer before noon. Well, yes. beer is different. That is different. <laughs> beer gives you life. That's carbs. <laughs> That's how you energize your day. <laughs> beer for breakfast. Beer for breakfast. This <laughs> is <laughs> <just> so good. <laughs> so Slughorn's like, here's alcohol child who just went through a physical and emotional ordeal. And Ron's like, mm, and he drinks it all up. And Harry can tell something's wrong before Slughorn does. Harry is like, oh, no. Oh, God, something is happening. Mm-hmm. And Ron starts seizing. So scary. And it's really scary. Like, if this were happening to one of my friends, I don't know if I would be able to react as quickly as Harry. Like, I, I would have such an emotional response to this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I feel like it would it would definitely have taken my brain a lot longer to, like, catch up to what was actually happening. Well, and I, my brain would probably go, oh, God, something horrible is happening. Thank God I'm with a teacher who will yeah. solve it. But Slughorn... In his defense, just woke up <laughs> and, yeah. and he, he like freezes with confusion because Slughorn, Slughorn is stuck on like does not compute like yeah. what on earth is happening. But Harry's like, oh, uh, I'm a Gryffindor. We must take action. And thank God he does because yeah. he goes to grab a Bazaar from Slughorn's little potions kit and he gives it to Ron. And, it, and and the chapter kind of ends there. Like it's like it's like, OK, I guess he's not dying. But like in the movie that Ron goes. These girls are going to kill me. And we're like, oh, he's okay. Yeah. Oh, there's our Ron. But the books do not give us that line. The books are like, no. and it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like questionable. Like, Ron might die. Like, he's the, yes, this is. And I think that, like, when we see him in the next chapter, I haven't read ahead, but like, I think it's like, yeah, he's in the hospital wing. He's, yeah, he's, for sure. he's not okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> not good. And his whole family comes. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, the next chapter's fun. Yeah. It really, this book is fun. This book is so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's the end of the chapter. Michael, is there any favorite moments, like anything that you we didn't get to? Like any final thoughts? Um, no, I don't. 
I don't think so. You know, I think I think I think we co- I covered everything. We did it. Yeah, I think we, we did. did it. I I just want to point out one more time the mention of the restricted section, just because we love to see. Woo! Yeah, we I love did. To see it. Yeah, I, I forbidden did, knowledge. I did when I when I was rereading it. I got excited when I yeah. saw the restricted yeah. section. Yeah. Hell yeah, I love this chapter. I think it's a lot of fun. I think that like Ron being poisoned in this way because um like non-consensual substance that you could ingest that's a poison i think that it really kind of ties together everything that is so good about this book because it's like silly and it's a little bit funny like harry's experience at the beginning of his episode is like funny being like he hit me and i can't even be mad at him that sucks yeah (laughs) and it touches on the like romance love stuff because of lavender and the love potion. And then it is extremely dark and dire, which I also love about this book is that it's like truly getting dark. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little microcosm of mm-hmm. the bigger picture here. Which so is true. Which is back back when I read these books. I like that every book um, as it went on just got darker than the last. Like, I mean, because yeah, I also was like, I was the same age as all these characters. I was growing up right with these characters and like my life was starting to get more real too. So I always appreciated that. Have you seen, I'll show you, I, I think you've probably seen this image before Um, of, oh, share screen, share screen. Um, You've probably seen this image before of like every frame of Harry Potter condensed into like a panel and you can like see how they Ooh. get darker and darker and darker. Like visually, wow. the movies wow. get darker and darker. Wait, oh, really? That's very interesting. That is Isn't very that cool? cool. Yeah. I'll put a link to this picture in the show notes. Um, yeah. But but like, it, yeah, it, it like very literally and also like figuratively gets darker. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Michael, where can people find you on the internet? Guys, you can find me on uh, Instagram. It's Michael Boothby. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's Michael Boothby Creative. You can mm-hmm. also find me uh, lo- um, at Lovewise Media on Instagram, um, which is my festival production company. We go to festivals. We set up a sweet lounge uh, for people to hang out in. We do free workshops. We provide divination and content creation services. So um, awesome. look out for that. Hell yeah. What's something that you've been reading? playing, listening to lately, uh, other than struck work that you think the listeners would enjoy? What am I playing right now? Oh, I've been playing um, this game on PS5, Weird West. And it's a lot of fun because it's like the Wild West and the occult, but it plays almost like Fallout 2. It's like an isometric shooter, but it's also like like a simulator as well. You can like rob a bank, you can rob a gun store. It's pretty cool. And there's like zombies and shit. And... Yeah, I don't know. Check it out. It's it's if you like Wild West and occulty RPG shooters, then check it out, you know? Awesome. Hell yeah. Grace, where can the people find you on the internet? They can find me at Wildlink Press on all of the Woo! socials. And also check out our podcast, How Do I Book? It's a really fun time. Yeah. What have you been watching, reading, listening to, playing? None of those things. Oh, okay. Um, I'm baking, gonna yeah. Baking. I'm okay. gonna hit y'all with another recipe. My time to shine. Um, the people love it. Well, I hope so because I've got nothing else. Um, so I don't know if anyone is like me and buys Halloween candy after it goes on sale after Halloween. Um, but if you have leftover Halloween candy, 
You should bake some cookies. A page of positivity, that's P-A-I-G-E, uh, has a really very scrummy leftover Halloween candy cookie recipe that Ooh. I super recommend. I made them and they're so good. Hell yeah. I want those. I want Hell yeah. that. Good. Sounds <laughs> awesome. They're really good. Um, I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And this week I'll plug um I'll plug Cat Quest 2. <laughs> <laughs> It's a two-player, like, very cute little cartoony cat game where you just go, like, sword fighting. One of you has to be a dog, even though it's called Cat Quest 2. That's fun. <laughs> I made Sean be the dog. I was like, I'm not being the dog. <laughs> you said nope. But it's, like, very fun and easy. Like, Sean and I like to play. It's on the Switch. At least we, I don't know where else it is, but, like, we have it on the Switch. And we like to play, like, easy kind of, like, kids games together because I'm kind of dumb at video games. <laughs> and it's, like, harder if we're playing more advanced <laughs> I, I, I think just because, like, I can't see very well, I think I have, like, a... I, like, for example, during Super Smash, I'm very prone to losing my character on the screen. That's real. Yeah. It's hard. And, like, God forbid someone picks the same color Ooh. as me. <laughs> Wait, so, so so this is a co-op game? Yeah, it's fun as hell. You and Court would yeah, love it's it. A, yeah, it's on Steam. So I have a Steam Deck and she has a PC. So I might... I'm going yeah. to send this to her right now. Yeah, it's really fun and cute. So I highly recommend it. Michael, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Restricted Section. Thanks thanks so much for having me. It's, it's always a blast. Yeah, and catch him over on Burn Before Reading by the end of the year. Mm. Nice. And Grace, as always, thank you for being my beloved co-pilot. It's good to have you back. Oh my gosh, so happy to be back. Happy birthday! Thank uh, you! Grace, and happy birthday, Ronald. Yes. Hopefully hope my birthday is much <laughs> yeah. less dramatic. I hope you don't get love potioned. Same. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Unless it's by... The right person, maybe. <laughs> I, I slip you a little love potion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the episode. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. Uh, like that school project you were really proud of. Or that poem you wrote when you got dumb. Well, how about that apology letter you wrote to your mom when you got into that fight? Or the song you recorded before you knew how to write music. Okay, don't at me. <laughs> and we're here to talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Like the Library of Alexandria. And Dewey Decimal. His name was Melville. Melville Dewey. Oh, well, do we want to get the clips rolling? I don't think I ever recovered from this in terms of being cool. Why did I say any of this? 
like, I do like the drama. So there is actually quite a bit to unpack here. Oh, all this drama was so addictive as a teenager. There's no punctuation to it. I'll start with that. I actually have no memory of this. There were so many, so many lies that I was telling it. It's not terrible. No one like really taught me how to write a good short story. That was a journey. Listen to Burn Before Reading every Wednesday, wherever pods are cast. In Haley's words, that's not enough people to justify wearing togas. <laughs> well, and that's a great point. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just like th- like five people just hanging out in togas. Dave X Media.